Hello everyone and welcome to this introduction episode of the African Inquisitor. My name is Felix Amosian. And this episode is all about introduction. Um, by that, I'm just trying to talk about why I started this podcast and um, explain why I chose the title, The African Inquisitor. But before that, I'm just going to talk a little bit about myself. Um, a quick introduction. I, I am a PhD student who is just trying to figure out a lot of things. <laughs> So I'm just new to the whole academic world. I mean, not particularly new, but kind of new because, you know, you still have to figure out your research and your research plan and all those kind of stuff. But I've been doing a lot of thinking lately and I've realized that um, if I really want to wait until I really get into the academic environment to really start talking about my ideas, that could take a while. So um, I found out that you know podcast could be another opportunity to try to reach out to a lot of people people who on a normal circumstance might not even read any academic paper so it's a way of trying to um you know broaden my horizon diversify my audience and get stuff out there so yeah um that's just a little bit about myself and you know the motivation for doing this whole thing um now the title, The African Inquisitor, why the African Inquisitor, uh, you know, this is not like the Spanish Inquisitions and uh, yeah, you can, you can, it can connote some ideas about the Spanish Inquisition and all of that, but it's not necessarily about the Spanish Inquisition and it's neither an African Inquisition, you know, so it's um, all about an individual, which is me, who is just trying to make sense of everything that's going on in Africa and then trying to you know um, get a lot of people to think probably along the same lines as I do and try to reach out to somebody or people who might have been or who might be thinking you know the same way as I do or who have the same ideas and do not necessarily know how to voice them out and all those kind of things like that about people who might agree with me and also um, even those who do not agree with me it's also a platform to like have that kind of dialogue, that kind of conversation to see if they can, you can find some common grounds. And even in the event, if there are no common grounds immediately, which is still fine. The most important thing is we get to engage with each other and try to, you know, understand each other. And the, the overall objective is basically to address the problems that we face as a continent and of course there might be different approaches to it as i, I do not really believe in a one size fatal approach but this is my approach to it and um, if somebody else has a different opinion then let them bring it on board and then we can have that kind of conversation so uh, i have laid out a, a set of you know um, principles for the for, for for the african inquisitor uh, so when I say the African Inquisitor, realize that it's it's good to really set it off and tone like to tell people or let people know what I actually um, consider the, the foundations of my argument and the foundations of my um, questioning and the foundations of everything that I will discuss here from now onwards, right? So I've laid on certain principles for the African Inquisitor. And one of the first principles that I've laid out is that um, 
the African Inquisitor, which is me and everybody that probably might believe in my ideas, such a person believes in African traditions, but not those traditions that have been corrupted and yet presented as sacred. What I mean by this is that if you are really an African Inquisitor and somebody who cares about Africa and wants to ask questions about Africa and advance that kind of change that we are all hoping for, yes, we understand that Africa has a lot of um, traditions and, you know, all those African cultures that we drool about, like, they're nice, but, you know, we also have to understand that whilst we respect in African traditions, we shouldn't present everything as African traditions. And even stuff that have, in my opinion, have been corrupted by so many means. And sometimes it's actually presented as African traditions. I'm sure in the course of the episodes, we, we will get to some of those discussions, but there are certain ideas that people would say, this is our culture, this is African culture, and we, we, we hold it dear to our heart. And we wouldn't let anybody come and take that away from us. The Westerners are trying to do this to that, you know. Yes, to the Inquisitor, some of those claims are valid, but sometimes, not really. Sometimes it's not that anybody is trying to um, corrupt the culture, of the culture of Africans. Sometimes I would argue that a lot of the cultures are not even authentic in themselves. It's they've been corrupted and then they've been presented to people to um, or presented to a lot of Africans who actually see it as a, it's in, in its finality and it's normally not the case as I said it's just a principle we will get into the most of the discussions later on the next principle or one of the principles is also that the African Inquisitor acknowledges the horrors and crimes of slavery by the West yes slavery was committed in Africa by the West slavery by the Arabs and then slavery within Africa by Africans themselves and then while their level and the gravity of the violence cannot necessarily compare the Inquisitor sees all of them as crimes against fellow humans and if you're talking about slavery or if you're talking about crimes we should recognize those ones we shouldn't just talk about you know one aspect of it and then leave the others alone we should try to have a broader discussion that you know brings all these kind of little nuances into effect also um, the african inquisitor when it comes to colonialism acknowledges the horrors of european um, colonialism injustices and crimes and how it has affected or, it, or, or its effect on modern day Africa and the world in general. However, the Inquisitor believes this should not close the colonized people in time. The Inquisitor recognizes the agency and the role of local people in perpetuating those past crimes and still insists on the need for the colonized Africa to reassert and reclaim itself without waiting on former colonizers to save them. Whilst the Inquisitor believes that colonialism and its injustices still have effect within many African societies today, the Inquisitor also believes that it is time for Africans to reassert themselves and reclaim their lost dignity, rather than always still waiting on former colonial powers to come save them. The counter argument is, you know, yeah, there's new colonialism. It's still, even though colonialism 
um, is over, but there's it's the new colonialism is still in play in a lot of former colonial powers. Yes, we get that. We know that we're used to that. Okay, we know that argument. But the Inquisitor still believes that new colonialism does not mean that local people do not have their own agency to make some serious interventions in their own situations. New colonialism does not mean that local people should always call on the international, so-called international community to come save them. New colonialism. So, what the Inquisitor is basically trying to say is that. Despite neocolonialism, despite colonialism, people or the African people should still have their own agency, no matter what. The Christus acknowledges the Igbos, the Dinka, the Zulu, whether you are Hausa, whether you are Moro, whether you are Heroro, whether you are Tuareg, whether you are Ga, and all other groups. The Inquisitor acknowledges all those people and all those different divisions within Africa. However, the Inquisitor also believes that they have more in common than might appear. You know, like we have more in common. There's a lot of commonalities between these people than it might appear on the surface. So therefore, in the eyes of the Inquisitor, all black Africans express themselves differently through their ethnic identities. And that is super beautiful. So no matter your ethnic group in Africa, whichever one that you belong to, okay, yes, you, it is important. But what the Inquisitor is also trying to do is that you, to encourage people to see beyond those divisions and try to find common grounds between and amongst themselves. And actually, if you really dig deeper, the Inquisitor believes that there are more commonalities than you might actually imagine. So people can express themselves differently through their cultures and their identities, but at the same time, we should think about the commonalities, the common things, the things that we share in common. You know, the Inquisitor also sees people and he sees people who express themselves differently through their religions when it comes to cultural practices and the religious practices like Christianity, um, Islam, traditionalist, animist, Buddhist, those are all good, okay? They're fine. And uh, Inquisitor thinks that irrespective of our um, religious backgrounds, those differences should not, should not be grounds for divisions. There shouldn't be grounds for divisions amongst people on the African continent. However, they should be seen as a way of different people expressing themselves differently. And we should all learn to respect people's choices. If you're a Christian, you gotta respect the choices that a Muslim or a, or a Buddhist or an animist make. And I think when we do this, it's a way of us trying to move forward beyond those divisions. Also, and finally, the Inquisitor denounces all forms of colorism and racism. There's a lot of colorism in a lot of African societies. And then if you come to the Western side of the world, that's where you, and uh, even not, not just the Western side, you go to Asia and all of those places, that's where you see a lot of racism at play. What the Inquisitor is saying is that whether it's colorism or racism, it shouldn't have a place in modern society. And so therefore, the Inquisitor or the African Inquisitor is not a populist. The Inquisitor is not Afrocentric. The Inquisitor is not a Pan-Africanist. The Inquisitor is not a Black nationalist, nor not necessarily a globalist. Now then the question is, who then is the Inquisitor? 
the inquisitor is too big to be put in this single box or individual boxes if you talk about um pan-africanism black nationalism i think they are too they, they are too small it's just simply too small and you cannot fit everything in there to be honest i don't believe in theories and so <laughs> what the inquisitor is trying to do is that let's 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 look beyond the theories and um you know yeah there could be confusion it's you know the world is not that organized like how theories were always presented whether it's um, pan-africanism or afrocentrism or populism or whatever black nationalism it's the world is not organized like that people have so much contradictions and i do i'm sure you do everybody does that if you really bring in theories it kind of limits us to the extent to which we could actually explore the world. That's why the Inquisitor does not believe in all of these things because it's too small. It cannot contain all the ideas that people can possibly bring. And so therefore the Inquisitor believe in nuances and complexities. The world is complex. There's a lot of nuances in almost every situation. And so the Inquisitor believes in being honest and sincere about a story in a true state of event, the Inquisitor eschews hypocrisy in all forms, and there's no theory or ideology that can contain the Inquisitor. That is it. So, this is the introduction about the African Inquisitor. Some of the topics I'm going to discuss here will be very controversial. If you really want to know the format of how this is going to be, sometimes I will do the show solo. Sometimes I will invite people to come and then, you know, and talk with me. And sometimes more going to be like more of like an interview, a discussion, a panel discussion. Sometimes it'll be like a phone interviews and stuff. So brace yourselves up for, for the African Inquisitor. And um, in the first couple of episodes, I am going to be talking about my um, recent journeys across Africa. Um, I left Africa, although I... I'm from Ghana originally, so I left Ghana and Africa for that matter, like about six years ago, and I haven't been back home since. So it's the first time that I'm actually going home, and my first stop was not to, to Ghana, to my to my to my own country. It was to a different country in West Africa, which is Mali, and uh, I've been living in Mali for you know quite some weeks now. So. In the next episode, I'm going to narrate a story of how, you know, it feels like coming back home and how the whole thing, you know, the whole ordeal sounded like, you know. Yeah, so I'm going to be following that story and then, you know, carry it from there, from Mali to different parts of Africa and try to do the comparisons and stuff. So the first couple of episodes is going to be about that. Subsequently, we will delve deeper into those social issues those political issues that are of that are of concern to a lot of africans and um, a lot of people in the diaspora and everybody else who is interested in african topics so thank you for listening to the show today this is just an introduction and um i will see you next time with the first episode on my trip to mali thank you for your time and then see you again.